of blood and gore Five, six, Freddy's goofy tricks Seven, eight, another deadly thing Nine, ten, never podcast again well, hello, everybody. Hello. And welcome to the Macabre Podcast Universe. It's the podcast that exists to prove people wrong when they say... Sequels are never better than the originals. And we are, we're hanging out on that spooky street named Elm. And we've talked about not one nightmare, not two, not three, but today we're talking about a fourth nightmare. Yes. We just keep having them. We just keep having them, and this is the Dream Master Nightmare. And we have a couple of special guests. You may know them from our Dark, Dark Knight Rises episode. It's Pat and Clayton from the BO Boys. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having us back, guys. Thanks for letting us invade your invade your dreams once again. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thank you. And I got to ask, and I don't know if any of the other guests have asked this, but are you ready for Freddy? Uh-huh. I'm ready for Freddy, baby. Yeah. So you guys have been watching all of these movies, or you're up to four with up us. Up to four, yeah. Um, not to make you backtrack over over <laughs> things you already covered, but how was two? I haven't watched two in so long, and I know that's like a notorious one. Two is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Okay. It is so fun to watch. That one thing that we have definitely realized in going through Nightmare is... Even if the movies aren't good, they're still so fun to watch. Yes. Yeah. And they're also short that yeah. it's like it's like icing on the cake for us. And and this is a little nutso, but I would say I, I like two more than I like four by a, a wide margin, I would say. Interesting. Based I, I think on it's how smart. much you a wide margin. Wide. I, I just think it's a little, I, I like how zany it is, I'll, I'll say. Mm-hmm. I, I think it has a lot more story problems, but mm-hmm. it's, it's just so wacky. And, and growing up in a time where sequels are not allowed to be reverent, or, or they're, they're not allowed to not be reverent, they have yes. to be so self-serious, if it just means like uh, uh, attaching all the significance to lore and things like that. To watch mm-hmm. a sequel that is like, we don't really care about the previous movie. Let's yeah. just go crazy. We've maybe never seen the original movie. <laughs> like, yeah. that is the makers of two. <laughs> I think they found out who Freddy was on the way to the set. Yeah. Yeah. The first day. Yeah. And they're like, there was a, there, this is a sequel? Yeah. Uh, what's I that mean, guy's name? What am I working on? Frankie? What's his name? Frankie or something? <laughs> it it kind of it kind of rocks, I will say. It just is so sure of its own tone and identity, even though it is not very nightmare esque. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That I that I, got, I can't help but love it. I gotta rewatch it. Yeah, I mean I have not I don't know if I've seen two as an adult. You know, and okay. I've been yeah. an adult for a long time now, unfortunately. So I haven't seen two in a long time. Well, big recommend, well, especially it's October. So yeah. if you have, I don't know, just throw it on. It's like we said, it's short. Yeah. Because they all are. And it's just a fun time. Yeah. And it's it's on HBO, which on yeah. HBO. part four is not. It's somehow part four yeah. is the hardest one to find of all these movies. It's it's crazy. The remake is on there. The Jackie Earl Haley one is on TV. Every single yeah. one of these, except Dream Master, is on a streaming service. Amazing. Yeah, I don't I don't get that. And I didn't realize that until we went to HBO and I was like getting ready to queue it up, and then I'm like, yes. crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then had to do the old YouTube rental. 
Yet the old YouTube rental. That's how they get you. Get you Freddy's every still time. Gotta get a piece. <laughs> but I would love to hear uh, both of your relationship to the the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise and this movie. Sure. So Clayton, what is? Why don't you go? You you you. I feel like you've got a real nightmare story. Yeah, I mean, well, just my my life was a nightmare story, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. this is a separate nightmare story. I was a scaredy cat as a kid. I hated scary movies. I wouldn't watch scary movies. And I was like notorious among the kids in my class for being afraid of scary movies. Okay. And they were as respectful as young kids would be about such a thing. (laughs) But I remember vividly having a sleepover with at my friend Robbie's house. And Robbie was the kid, I don't know if you guys know the kid, who his uh, parents were divorced, so he always got, like, the best shit. He always got, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the new game system and all the stuff to make up for his dad not being around. So I never met his dad once, but I, I would show up and see, like, oh, he's got, he's got, you know, Dreamcast. Oh, his dad must have come to visit. And so... <laughs> We were having a sleepover and his mom, Robbie's mom loved me because I was really respectful and opened the door for her and stuff. And she would oh, yeah. she like tried to protect me and everything. And and we rented two movies one night for the sleepover. And I got I can't remember what the oh, you know what the God, I can't remember what the first one was. But the second one was Freddy's Dead, the final nightmare. Wow, and, okay. And this not this movie, but so yeah. his mom, Robbie's mom makes an announcement. At the beginning of the party, and she's like, we cannot watch this movie until Clayton goes to sleep. Putting all of this pressure on me. And I'm looking, I'm like, "Er, you know, like, I'm like, you know, holding my collar out like I'm Rodney Dangerfield. I was like (laughs) feeling, feeling the the heat there. So, of course, like we watched whatever the action movie was beforehand, which I got into. And then I immediately like laid down. I was like, guys, I'm going to sleep. Watch this. And I wasn't asleep. Like I was uh-huh. had my eyes closed because it was like nine o'clock. Uh, yeah. And so <laughs> I was pretending to be asleep and trying to like zone out from it. And, you know, it was like half an hour into the movie and Robbie's mom smells a fish. And she's like kind of sees like my eyes a little bit open or whatever. And she's like. He's awake. He's awake. He's awake. You guys stop the VHS. Stop it. Stop it. And I'm like mortified. And I was oh, like, no. no. You, I was like, you guys can watch it. It's okay. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. So that was like, that's my big Freddy memory <laughs> wow. in general. Other than, uh, as you guys know, probably doing this, he became such a pop culture icon. He became the good guy. He became the guy everybody was like, hang out uh, with and rooting for. Yeah. Um. So even then, though, I still, even though he put out like a record album of songs, <laughs> I, you know, I still was like afraid of him. Like that, yeah. somebody coming in your dreams, the look is amazing. I mean, yeah. I don't know if there's a horror icon that is just scarier. And like, I mean, he makes like a, a sweater, like a red and green sweater scary, which everybody yeah. thinks it's like a Christmas thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the burnt face, everything. So I never thought of him as like a cool dude. I was always afraid of him. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So are are you, I mean, how has that relationship evolved now with, with Mr. Kruger? I will say uh, I watched this movie today. Okay. So we shall see how well I sleep tonight. 
I okay. think Kruger's the only horror icon that still can get to me. I mean, I know mm. he's fake, knock on wood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know he's fake, but he's still, there's just something about that whole thing, the, the, the dreams, the invading you, uh, you know, invading your mind that will scare me. Yeah. Uh, but I watched this one and I wasn't really too scared. Yeah. This one's more of an action movie and we'll get into that. Yeah. I mean, there is horrifying things, but def- definitely Rennie Harlan has his action stamp on this. Yeah, he does. And by so the what- time you get to this one, Freddie is like becoming the comedic yes. pop culture Freddie. Yes. You know, like, yeah, he's still mean. He's still scary, but he's definitely like more of a stand up comic than he was in the obviously in the first one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and we we talked about last week how how doing that that clip in three where he's on the Dick Cavett show, oh that's coupled, so <laughs> yeah, coupled with him and it's like killing Jaja Gabor. Yeah, right? yeah, yep, that's yeah. it. And then it's coupled with him <laughs> being in a Dawkin music video for it, yes. where he dreams that Dawkin is in his dreams and stuff. It's like he's elevating to the status, and then after this movie, it's when. He becomes like everywhere. I mean, I was seeing because I was watching uh, behind the scenes and stuff, and I was seeing that that they they were they had like Freddy dolls that they were selling with kids sleeping with Freddy in the in the uh, uh, commercials for it. Oh yeah, and they, you know, they, the my friends had lunch and, Freddy lunch boxes. <laughs> it was like GI Joe, He Man, Freddy Krueger. It's just like it's all the same. They're all the same guy. <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter and Freddy, they do the same thing. They, they, he he did, like you said, he he passed over from being the bad guy. Everyone is okay with all the child killing and, and whatnot, and they're like, yeah, he, I'm going to sleep with my Freddy doll tonight, <laughs> which is, like, inherently bad. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's, it's wild. There's so, much, there's so much whitewashing of Freddy you have to do <laughs> to get him in Toys R Us. <laughs> there really well, is. This, this franchise is the ultimate... Like I hate my parents franchise because when you look at it, it's sure. like Freddie was a I mean, this is the the initial thing, right? He was a janitor and he was killing kids and he got off on a technicality. What this yeah. technicality was, who I mean, evidence tamper, who knows what was going on with these with these people think, to let I him go. I think it was like a warrant wasn't was inaccurate i think they say it. okay. it's like in the first movie and it's like that doesn't make sense but yeah let's just go with it so freddie then had a great lawyer like yeah, a, yeah. a poor janitor uh child killer had one of the great lawyers <laughs> and so he gets off on a technicality the parents all take him and burn him and try to kill him and the the kids start getting killed, but like the kids are mad at the parents for doing uh-huh. this. And that's yeah, right. in this movie, we'll get to that, like where the main character <laughs> is yelling at her mom for, well, if you wouldn't have burned him up, this wouldn't have been happening. And it's like, this guy killed a bunch of kids. What were they supposed to do? Like, I'm firmly, maybe I'm aged up now where I'm firmly on the parent side. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> when we watch us as teenagers, we're on the kid side. When we, Get to middle age, we're on the parent side, and then when we become elderly, we're on Freddie's side. All over <laughs> yeah, again. That, that's the progression. Yeah. yeah, but he is. I mean, he's a pretty affable guy. I that's mean, I, thing. I, I watch him, and and I keep 
you know, last year when we were watching him, and then this time it's always like, oh, you little rascal. I, I just like find myself giggling. Uh, yeah, I can't screen, help but I love, love it. <laughs> well, and he's an artist. I mean, that I think is what, because I love horror movies, but I do have a hard time watching like Friday the 13th sequels or like Halloween sequels because they're just so, all they do is stab. You know, yeah, like Jason, yeah, right. like a crazy kill is just like, he'll stab you through the chin this time, or he'll yeah, lift yeah, you and cut right. you in a, but like Freddie creates short <laughs> films, like, yeah. because in this one, whole, he literally does. He makes, yeah, he, yeah. He, he brings you into the movies. I mean, that's, what's great about the Freddie movies are that he is creating full, like, you know, uh, avant-garde art <laughs> films in each one of his kills. So that's, you, you just respect him so much as a creative person. Mm -hmm. I think uh, one of my favorite kills is in the next movie with the comic book. Oh, yeah. Stuff. Uh, I think we rewound it and watched it again. We, we did, it and then our friends so came fun. over that night, and we were like, you got to watch this scene. Yeah, and it's, right, it's not right. a It's not a very good movie, but when I see, when I see Freddy turn... Uh, someone who likes comic books into a comic book panel like uh -huh. page and then shred them i can't help but think it's, it's a so great, great movie that's mm -hmm. why these movies are so watchable because like even though that that the heroes are never compelling other than yeah. part three with patricia arquette yeah you know the and the first one i mean heather leggingcamp is yeah. you know mm -hmm. an icon but the heroes are never that compelling it's not like we're watching john mcclane in a mm -hmm. freddy movie Right. Um, and the, the the background stories are always whatever. And it's like everything in between the set pieces usually stinks, but the set pieces are so good. And there's always like yeah. two very good ones in every movie and then like three pretty good ones. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Totally. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I've never seen a, a little, little, uh, a child hands ripping apart a man before in my life. Mm -hmm. Nope. And I was happy it. to watch it again. Yeah. And I'll watch it again before I die. I'm sure. Yeah. It's it's kind of the best. I mean, that's what is great about like the Saw movies or the Final Destination movies is like the stories are bad, but the kills are big set pieces as opposed to like Jason or Michael Myers where in the end all they could do is like stab you through a wall or stab yeah. you through something else. And that, yeah. not to yeah. downgrade them. I'm sure you have a lot of listeners who are freaking out right now i know jason <laughs> does more than just stab you through a wall but to simplify it yeah he's sometimes no he rips you apart yeah he stinks freddie rules freddie's so awesome <laughs> <laughs> we just watched our first friday the 13th movie ever in our lives uh -huh. and it was uh jason goes to hell uh, and uh <laughs> that one was very supernatural and it, we yes. were very confused and we watched it for another podcast like we didn't just randomly decide yeah. to watch that one but that's Gosh, the we one that confused. ends with Freddy's hand coming yes. up and yeah. dragging the bat. That's actually not a bad one. That's the one that's like a body snatchers movie, right? Where yeah, it's like it Jason is. goes from person to person. Yeah. It is, yeah. So, it, it, but for people who've never seen it, it, my my only relationship to it is like people have sex and then they get killed. I think that's yeah. And and it was it was just like this is a wild ride. Yeah. We have a very different view of of Jason from the people who saw those first couple of movies yeah mm -hmm. oh yeah but, that that is the most un friday the 13th yeah yeah 
that's what entry we've been told. of <laughs> any of them. Yeah, that's such a bizarre one to start with. Yeah, that one feels like one of those movies that was like, oh, we have this script for a Body Snatchers movie. Can we refashion it to be a Jason sequel? You know, <laughs> it's like the Super said, Mario yes. world of the Friday the 13th movies. Yeah. Yeah. Or Super Mario Brothers 2. You know, we all know what I mean. We all know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's jump into how this movie was made. Mm. So uh, uh, Dream Warriors really, this like officially puts New Line Cinema on the map. Mm-hmm. Like, like they, they got a foundation. They got the framework. They're, they're getting ready to paint the house. Things are looking good. And um, so they see this guy, Rennie Harlan, uh, made this movie called Prison. And, and he did it on a million-dollar budget and did a lot of, you know, set pieces, effects kind of things. And they mm-hmm. thought, okay, let's, let's have this guy come in. And he meets with Bob Shea, and Bob Shea leaves the meeting, and he's like, this guy can't really speak English. We can't work with this guy. Mm-hmm. He's a Finnish guy. Okay. But and I just don't even understand this, but, but Rennie just kept showing up at New Line, and just kept showing up, and he was, according to one of the producers, always wearing the same clothes and smelling worse and worse. Oh, <laughs> interesting. And That's, so, man, the eighties just get hired from <laughs> hired by just showing up at, with shit in your pants. <laughs> it, I mean, it seems like they were like, "Oh, this guy, he really needs a job." Uh huh. Like, you know so what? Just, Let's like, give pity, him this movie. Job. Okay. <laughs> So they begin working on this movie, and on the behind the scenes, everyone, no one had any idea why Patricia didn't sign on for this movie. Oh, okay. And they were all kind of like, I don't know. England said she might have been too busy. She was getting a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And then the actor who played Joey, he said uh, that her agent asked for too much, but it wasn't even that much. Hmm. Mm -hmm. But then in 2017, Patricia Arquette answered it, and she said, they asked me to come back for four but at that time, I was starting to break into kind of meteor roles. I had just done a movie of the week about teen pregnancy called Daddy, and I was really liking getting deeper with my work. I love the horror genre and the Freddy franchise, but I was chomping at the bit to try other things as an actor. Okay. There you have it. Yeah. And so they start filming the movie, and then the writer's strike of 1988 happens. And so they make up a lot of this movie as they're filming it. Wow. Wow. Could you tell? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, well, honestly, I, could you tell? I, I don't know. It felt like a it felt like a Freddy movie that was written by union people with a lot of time on their hands. As far as far as Freddy movies go, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have guessed that if, if no. you yeah. had asked me and and given me a list of the movies I had seen, I would have probably guessed five or two. Yes, not yes. four. I will yes. say this is the second time I we've seen it. Yeah, and. I liked it a lot more this time than the first time. And I don't even think I like hated it the first time, but I, I, I think I liked the story more than I thought it was going to this time around. Okay. There's issues of course. Yeah. But I, I, I do kind of like the idea of our, of Alice, like using the strength of everybody uh-huh. to take mm-hmm. him on. I kind of mm-hmm. like that showdown, you know, it amounts to that, but I don't know. Yeah. Do you guys think this movie would have been different if they had gotten Patricia Arquette 
back to play what is it Kristen yeah was the character yeah because in I, this movie yeah. Kristen is like they got to kill her off pretty early and they move mm-hmm. on I feel like if they got Patricia Arquette back I mean she wasn't a big star then but I think they all knew like that was a big character I think she might have been the final girl I think so in too. this movie too I I don't see why she wouldn't be and it is yeah. in this movie it is very strange I don't remember her dying so when she's thrown into the fire, it's like, I think she'll make it. <laughs> and then she right, just right. died. And yeah. it's like, now we have this other girl who's like a Carrie in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, just, I do think that's weird. And it, they like literally just pass her power from one character yes. to the new character yeah. in the middle of the movie. Like, no, literally, she just sends her power in a ball out of her hand and gives it to another character. Yeah. Yeah, all all of that stuff like it's very it's very weird because we we and and even uh, the actor who played Joey like uh, brought this up, but but it's like you know you see Kincaid, you see Joey, you'd just mm-hmm. seen him in Dream Warriors, and Huge then they're hit. yeah, and they're like, hey, what's up, Kristen? And yep. it's just this different person, and it's almost like it almost would be better if none of them returned or something. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. there's this weird disconnect. And then the movie's just trying to get you to like Alice, who I yes. personally don't find very compelling. I don't so, love Alice now. By the end of the movie, you're like, okay, so the showdown is Kristen, who has like no relation or like her parents weren't involved with Freddie. So <laughs> I think she, I think it's just weird like, that yeah, yeah, Kristen and the the two guys that they all ended up with in the last movie. It's like okay, now we have this new movie. They're like living normal lives now. Uh, but it, the guy who played, like, it's just like, oh, and she has a boyfriend now. Like she's doing okay. Her boyfriend's kind of a dick, mm-hmm. but he's kind of a nice guy. Yeah. I just think like the boyfriend thing is weird. It's almost like, why do we have that character when we have Joey and Kincaid? Not to say oh, that she sure, shouldn't yeah. need a boyfriend, but, but like, can't they just all like work together and yeah. be pals? I just think it's weird. It yeah. Is. I guess it's just more meat to shred, I guess. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Fresh meat, you know. Fresh meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just more meatballs for the pizza. Yeah. Wow, what <laughs> yes, a great yes. scene. <laughs> um, yeah, it this would have been a cool movie, a cooler movie if if she had come back and it really was even if they all died still, Kincaid and Joey and Kristen, uh, if it had been their movie cuz I do think those were like particularly popular characters for these kind of teen horror movies. Like usually it Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. The teens are all just Uh like totally disposable, but I think those characters in three really were cool. And it does, it is disappointing that they are just there to like be taken care of right away. So the movie could move on from. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, they just feel like table setting. They don't, they don't feel like, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, Kristen is in it for a pretty large chunk, but mm-hmm. I don't know. She makes it like halfway. Yeah. Yeah. But so the movie's directed by Rennie Harlan. He goes on to make Die Hard 2, uh, Cliffhanger. And his take on this was imagining Freddy as a superhero slash James Bond. Huh? <laughs> that is, in his words, and, and not, 
not literally James Bond, but yeah. he like imagined him as like the cool person of this franchise. Uh-huh. So that's why he was really adamant about the sunglasses scene where he puts on the sunglasses. <laughs> yep. And, well, and Spuds I, McKenzie was huge at the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like, we have to make him look like the dog Spuds. <laughs> the Americans love it. And and I think this does this movie does really contribute to this you know the pop cultureness of of Freddy mm-hmm. yeah and as I was watching it last night I I was just caught up in there, there's a really fine line between Freddy having fun but he's scary mm-hmm. and Freddy being goofy and kind of self parody mm-hmm. and and I think this movie goes more the self parody route. It's how it feels to me a little bit. It it does kind of feel like this is like a scary, you know, like the you know the Wayans brothers scary movie kind of spoof yeah. on yeah. Nightmare. But they're still great set pieces. They're so great. Know? That's what's great. Yeah, I mean, I think three might have been, and I haven't. I guess actually, yeah, Clayton, me and you did rewatch the middle movies like a year ago, mm-hmm. and three, I think, is the one that has the best balance of like Freddy is scary, oh, yeah. but mm-hmm. he's also definitely goofier than he was in the first one. Yeah. And now four is really starting to tip towards like what Freddy is about to become. Yeah. But I yeah. can't argue the with The evil it. Groucho Marx. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause like by five, he's like skateboarding and, and shit. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, how can you be mad seeing Freddy skateboard? That's for, the for thing. For me, as long as Freddy's having fun, I'm having fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I need. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It, it's like no matter how bad they get, as long as they're fun, I'm not going to dislike it. Yeah. This is my weakness I, series, you know? I just, do feel like Freddy's dead is going to test that. Mm, okay. Okay. That I was the one think, we stopped that spoil. and watched it. it is but. Freddy's, which is the one with Roseanne and Tom Arnold? <coughs> is that Freddy's dead? Is that six? Freddy's dead, yeah. Okay, that one's really bad. And that Uh-oh. one is, that's the one that I feel like I had seen a lot of as a kid other than the, like, the, I actually did see the first one first. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And then I feel like the one with Roseanne and Tom Arnold I saw a bunch of times just because, like, we had that on VHS. Like I had to rent the other ones away from on cable, but I had that one. So I think I rewatched it like a bunch of times in like a week. Yeah. Oh, um, sure. And it's Roseanne? just really bad. Yeah. Like Roseanne. Roseanne. Is it? Roseanne, Roseanne. Oh yeah. Wow. And her then okay. husband, Tom Arnold, which I was like a big cameo in 93. Like that was yeah. kind of a big deal that yeah. Freddie got to rub elbows with them. <laughs> wow! I, I, I mean, wait. this is this is actually making me more excited for this <laughs> famously bad movie. Yeah, that one is pretty rough. I think by then, that's the one where they didn't have they didn't they really didn't have very creative set pieces. It was mm-hmm. a lot of like, "Are you scared of of chain link fences? I'm gonna take you to a place that has chain link fences everywhere." <laughs> And the teenager's like, oh, my God, my biggest fear are chain link fences. <laughs> wow. But but four, that's the one we're talking about. Four. Yeah, this, yeah. This yeah. one's pretty good. The, so so the screenplay to this movie is written by Brian Helgeland. Helgenland? I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, he did L.A. Confidential, A Knight's Tale, Mystic River. And, I mean, 
I'm sure B.O. boys remember the box office bomb legend starring Tom Hardy. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, and and Tom Cruise. There's legend as well, and that is a box office bomb as well. Legend Uh, was where Tom Hardy played brothers, identical criminal brothers. Yeah. Yeah. And if you'll recall, it's just kind of boring. It's one Mm. one of those movies that kind of, it's like, ah, okay. Yeah. But just, but it probably like it. got him on the path to play, to Venom, where he found more success yeah. playing, uh, I guess, twins. If you count Venom and, <laughs> and the guy yeah, he yeah. took and Eddie Brock as twins. Yeah, yeah, the two of the same character in a yeah. way. Yes. Um, but also on screenplay duties is Ken and Jim Wheat, who did, of course, Ewoks: The Battle for Endor, oh, The geez. Fly Two, and The Birds Two. And then the story is by Brian Helgeland and William Kotzwinkel. And Kotzwinkel is a novelist who's most known for his novelization of E.T., the extraterrestrial. And then cinematography by Stephen Fireberg, who has done Emily in Paris and Entourage. And then the music's by Craig Safan, who I am realizing now, I forgot to look up his other scores, but I'm sure he has many, and I'm sure most of them are horror. Mm -hmm. The movie comes out September 19th. Uh, 1988, almost said 2088. It has a $5 million budget, although I think on the numbers it said 13, but in the behind the scenes they said five, mm-hmm. and that makes more sense. Uh, and then B.O. Boys, what what did it make at the box office? Tell us about I it. I mean, let me think. Off the top of my head, I think this made like 48 or 49. Let's see on the numbers it made. Um, Pat, you are... Nailing it, 49.3. Wow. Opens at 12.8, made 49. It is amazing that that one is the, it's the uh, pinnacle of the original series, you know, because I would say the original series is the, the first one in 84 all the way through Wes Craven's New Nightmare in 94. And 49 million is by, well, uh, part three made 44 million, part uh, four made forty nine million, and then all the rest were significantly lower. And then Freddy versus Jason in two thousand three got up to eighty two million. But that one's like an outlier. That's a stunt. So yeah. of the of the original series one through six, one through seven, whatever this this is the big hit. This is the height of Freddy. Incredible, yeah. incredible. I mean, well, it's it- definitely the. The the height of these type of movies too, because I think right after this is when they really start to peter out. Like that, yes, eighty nine and then early nineties. That's when the horror movies start to be the slashers really mm. go into a rut, and it basically that's the period that allows for Scream to make fun of all of those mm-hmm. movies because right. they're in just such a downturn after the end of the eighties. Well, this is the year that the Fresh Prince, well, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince released uh-huh. Nightmare on My Street, mm. 1988, uh-huh. which was a huge, huge cultural moment. Yeah. And it just shows you how big that Fre- uh, Freddie was as an icon. Mm-hmm. You know, people were mm-hmm. writing songs. I mean, the Fat Boys, they wrote the song about him too. You know, but I mean, that's that was a huge, that just shows you in 88, one of the hottest rappers and DJs in the world were doing songs about Freddie. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It'd be like if Dua Lipa was doing songs about Jeffrey Dahmer. 
Yeah, I guess so. I guess we're, I guess Jeffrey Dahmer is currently the Freddy of our times. Yeah, without the wisecracks, but you never know in the next series because you right, know right. they're going to do another one. Like, yeah, to. it's too popular. Yeah, yeah. Or what I guess the, if, if Dua Lipa you know? was doing songs about barbarian, sure. Spo- spoiler yeah, I, alert: if 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 she started talking about Mama, you know. Right, right, right. Um. Yeah. Freddie was huge, and then Nirvana came in and just wiped Freddie off the map. <laughs> well, can we talk really quick about the soundtrack since we're talking about the production? Yes, please. This is a ripping soundtrack. Uh, <laughs> it, I, I love one of my favorite songs in any horror movie is in this the, that um, when the brother is pa- practicing his martial arts. Yeah. The yes. song, yeah, the, the Drama Rama song is awesome in this movie. Um, do, do, it's called anything, anything. In parentheses, yeah, I, I'll I'm give you. Definitely struggling to remember the song. Oh, it's a kick-ass song. <laughs> um, you guys should Spotify it after this. Well, and the the song that stuck with me was uh, when she's bench pressing, and mm-hmm. you know, not nitpicking. It's just fun. That that yes. you know, there's like ten minutes that go on, and she's still listening to the same song throughout that whole ten minutes. When they keep cutting what, back to her, it's what pumps her up. You you didn't have a, a, a when you were in high school when you would lift all the time, right? Like yeah, we would yeah. listen to Creed. I would listen to My Own Prison. Did you have a lifting song? <laughs> you know, I there I did play football for a couple of years, and I we did see, go I to could the tell gym. The shoulders. Yeah, and yeah. uh well i'm just sitting up straight they're not big mm-hmm. um <laughs> and uh i'm trying to think you know what you know what this this stinks but uh oh, what is that band called they did uh oh man the uh three days grace i think was the Whoa. was okay. what a lot of, right, a lot of the boys would throw on three nice. days grace hmm. but i i would often turn it on to um i think it ah oh, I'm I'm struggling to remember, but this this really lame techno song that was on it. <laughs> was so it everyone, like a popular song at the time? No, it was, was a little it before fire our starter? time. It, it might have been. He's it way younger than us, Pat. There's no way he was listening to Firestarter. <laughs> it might have been that one though. And anyway, I would just I would yeah, like he said to it was before his time. Oh, yeah. okay. I, yeah. I would like to throw that on when, when things, you know, when everyone's lifting and stuff and then, or, or like, you know, maybe sneak in like uh, BJ Thomas, raindrops keep falling on my head or something. Like <laughs> nice. that. So I would like to kind of mess with the system, but I'd also pump to some three days grace as well. Nice. Did you ever get down with some breaking Benjamin? Yeah. Although I never really dug it, but it was definitely played. That's what we used to call uh farting is breaking Benjamin. <laughs> You'd be like, someone broke Benjamin in here. <laughs> wow. I, I kind of wish I didn't think that as fu- was as funny as I did. <laughs> so you love this soundtrack, Clayton. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I mean, 88 is such a weird time because it is it is before the, it's like the end of hair metal and it's before Nirvana, like you were saying. Yeah. And it's just this odd kind of mixture of stuff where you did have like weird R&B and you had you know, uh, the, you still had the metal going, but then you yeah, had like drama Rama, which was like kind of in a, in a little weird space that was like alternative before you had the big explosion in the early nineties. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I liked it. It's a weird, it's like weird straddling time. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Freddie was eclectic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really yeah. was. And so were the kids. So, yeah, and Renee, Rennie Harlan as a director, I mean, you brought it up. This does seem like more of an action movie than sure, any yeah. of the, the Freddy movies. And it, I mean, obviously it makes sense because this guy would make Cliff Hanger, he'd make a diehard movie. So, I mean, he, I think he does a good job in this. Like, he, he, I don't really see it as Freddie as James Bond, but I mean, he does a good job of just like creating cool set pieces other than the karate death. I think, <laughs> I think yeah. Rennie Harlan kind of just, you know, he, he, he didn't give it his all on that invisible Freddie karate fight. That must've been like a budget thing, right? Well, the I can confirm that it was, Okay, oh, they okay. had no money f- to, to dress the set or anything. So they just kind of threw up some stuff. And in their words, we're like, we'll just kind of make it, you know, give it a Jap- J- Japan feel and like a Japan feel. They just like <laughs> hung tablecloths <laughs> off of like C stands. And that's supposed to be his dream dojo. <laughs> I know that shows a lack of imagination on his part. Yes. Yeah. I guess well, it's on the yeah. character. Yeah. I, I like that. Freddie wouldn't even appear in that scene <laughs> because yep. Freddie is just like, this is too lame. I can't be associated <laughs> With this le- low level of nightmare, yeah. so I'm gonna just send my glove to do this. Yeah. But I, yeah. I, the Freddy face will not appear in this bullshit fake karate scene. <laughs> He's like, you half-ass the set, I'll half-ass my presence. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they, the- they, that must have been a situation where they were like, guys. We forgot to kill one of the kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if we Rider don't strike, kill him, man. Yeah, it's a writer's strike. There's like a script supervisor who's like, oh, we didn't kill Todd or whatever that guy's name yeah. was, Ricky. Yeah. Or, and it's like, if we don't kill him, then then that means he's a final girl. And then we're going to owe him a bunch of money. And so we got to kill him. It's, it is so wild. Uh, yeah. and, I, and I think that, uh, I mean, just right off the bat, there's so many great karate things you could do. I mean, I what if Freddy was like a Wing Chun dummy? And he's he's fighting it with you know those wood posts and stuff, and then yep. those posts turn to claws and start shredding him. I mean, oh, it could have been so good. Well, yeah, what he's a he punching falls... bag, you know. Yes, opens what his if mouth. He's a and boar. He what a if boar? he's a boar? Yeah. And Freddy karate chops him in half. <laughs> oh, that would have been awesome. Yeah. And then his guts come out. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. And at this point, Karate, yeah, Karate Kid had been out years before. He could have turned the kid into a fly and done the catch a fly with his scissor hands instead of the chopsticks. Oh, I mean, that's. Uh, I I, I guess Freddie Freddie wasn't doing like full on movie parodies. (laughs) Like, that's not just karate. That's like Freddie being like, have you seen this movie? (laughs) He's not Seltzer. He's not Seltzer to Freeberg. Right, right. (laughs) This isn't Freddy movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's still uh, a pretty pretty darn good idea, though, I gotta yeah. say. Yeah. Um, that's but, like but, the only, like, super lame set piece in this, right? I mean, because Kincaid uh, gets a, a... 
a decently cool set piece when they yeah. I love that part when when he's in the junkyard maze. Oh, I love that. Zoom yeah. out and it's like the whole world. Yeah. yeah. I mean that is cool. Like he That's awesome. Yeah, he's like on the 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 junkyard planet of this dreamscape. I love it. Yeah. Uh, it's so cool. I the the then it's like but then Freddy just kills him by stabbing him in the belly. Yeah. It would have been cool yeah. if that kid just had to live in that maze forever. That's like more Black True. Mirror than Freddy, but yeah. uh Freddy well, almost went there. I, I see what here we go if if we're if we're pitching here, you know, is Freddy comes down and and he stretches him into a car and then he puts him through a compactor. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. He's yeah. he'd be like a flesh car. Like his he yeah. would just be like it would hurt Ugh. so bad cuz he stretched him into a car like frame and he'd be like, "Oh, it hurts, you know." That'd be cool. <laughs> um no, but the junkyard maze was so awesome. That's the thing. It's like you got to love Freddy cuz he's just he's, he's so creative. He's such yeah, he's such an <laughs> artist. It's like he must think about these so much. And I love right, to right. just see when the inspiration finally strikes him. And he's like, oh, yes, I got to go in this kid's <laughs> nightmare now. I've got it. Well, I guess, yeah, I mean, he, he has so much time when people are awake. You know, yeah, if, probably he's, 16 if he's targeting hours specific so. people, yeah. too, it's like all he can do is just dream it up. Yeah, it's right. He's always writing. Yeah. He's inspirational. Like when you're when you're awake, Freddie is writing. Do you think he storyboards? Oh, definitely. Yeah. But he, I don't think he storyboarded as much for this one. But for yeah. three, he was storyboarding uh -huh. for sure. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Oh, that's I mean, they gotta release that someday. Just Freddie's storyboards. Yeah. From the I boiler mean, room. We found all of his storyboards from from Classic and unused nightmares. I mean, genuinely a great coffee table book. Yep. That, That'd be that, amazing. People that would, would buy good. that. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, if they're buying Freddy dolls for their children, I think they'd buy a coffee table yeah, book. Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, why don't you hit us with, with these actors? Tell us a little bit about the, the newbies. So, uh, Tuesday night plays Kristen. Um, she is also in the theory of the leisure class, Mistress. Uh, 2000 Malibu Road. Um, are these horror looking movies? Because nobody knows who at these. Yeah, are. yeah. Some okay. of them. It looks like she's in a fair amount of horror yeah, still. Okay. Um, and then Andrews Jones plays Rick, uh, her boyfriend. Who I had to look. I'm sure looked it up the first time we watched it, and I had to look it up again. He looks so much like a Culkin that it's like, is there a chance? He I, he acts like a Culkin as he well. He just is so much like Kieran to me. Mm -hmm. He's not, of course. And he's pre-Colkin. And he's pre-Colkin, but I just had like maybe, you know. Yeah. Um, but he is also in uh the demolitionist, um, also voodoo, a, like just a ton of more horror okay. stuff. Um and then let's see. Oh yeah, Alice pl is played by Lisa Wilcox. Um, she's in the next movie, of course, but she's also in Star Trek The Next Generation. Um, she's in the Bill and Ted Excellent Adventures, the oh, show. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and then, like everyone else, continues to be in a fair bit of horror, too. Okay. What about the 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 nerdy one who gets killed in the classroom? Did she ever act again? She was pretty good. What was her name? Was oh, I think was it was Stephanie. I think it was or... Sheila. Sheila, yeah, that was her. So that's Toy Newkirk. 
Um, she's in the commish. Uh, oh, oh, the com- the TV show. Yeah, Michael Chiklis. Oh, I used to love that show. It was it was about my people. It was just at some some Italian. It was it was about a like some Italian police commissioner or whatever. But the opening credits were mainly him making a sandwich in his kitchen. Do you remember he 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 couldn't find his pen and it was in it was under the salami. It was at the <laughs> what? Yeah, it was. It was every episode of this cop show would would start with a lengthy credit sequence of <laughs> yeah. him making a cold cut sandwich in the dead of the night. Like this is a two a.m. treat. Oh, I bet the sandwich I thought, looks good. I thought it was his wife making the sandwich. <laughs> no, I was think it it's it? his wife catches him making a sandwich. Okay. Yeah, and this is the commish, right? This is the commish. Yeah, I I am. I have to see this later. Well, it's even up to remember. It's even funnier because Michael Chiklis, the star of Commish, the Commish, ended up being the star of The Shield, which is one of the most edgy cop shows ever. And to see him originally as the Commish and then as that character, it's really funny. Yeah, yeah. So this is uh, maybe it dates me or something, but. Dates uh, you, you're young. I, that's what I mean. But oh, I, I okay. think yeah, my we're out here watched... dating ourselves like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I think my parents watched is The Shield. Is yeah. that what you just said is called? But then I would hear people refer to Michael Chiklis as the Kamish, and I thought yeah. that was a Shield thing. Oh, no, no, it's, it's so a... I didn't know there were two different shows. No, those something. people were talking about the show where he made sandwiches in the middle. Of wow. The okay. So then, so basically, this I, I am watching it on silent right now. He hasn't made the sandwich yet. I am too. That's so funny. We can't have the same. Oh, he's, no, he's, he he's, he's making it now, right? This isn't a bear, yeah. bear situation where I imagine. No, no, oh, there is a pen under the salami. Yeah, he's a little confused, but to my commish, love Rachel is, is in on the oh, it's pen. a gift from his uh, wife. And his, his wife, wife is like, You got the gift. It, I hit it in so your his salami. Wa- his <laughs> wife knew the only way I could communicate with this man that I've been married to is to write notes for him under cold cuts. That's what wild. A, that's sweet. That's and a, I can only imagine what the theme music sounded like. I'll have to check that out later. Oh, oh it's, it's a like show. a jazzy type of... It's great. Yeah, you got to listen yeah. to yeah. it with full audio. Was, um, it, was it a comedy show? It was no. like light drama. Yeah. Okay. It was an hour. It was mm-hmm. it oh, was okay. prestige wow. TV in 1992 because it it looks pretty goofy from that you know he kept on for, like he's putting on his his police stuff and then he's tapping he himself in the chest because he forgot where his shield is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You know, not it shield, was one of the, the badge yeah it was like sisters or a show like that that had yeah. dramatic I guess maybe it was less dramatic than sisters. Um, now I'm really dating myself. So this this <laughs> cast though of Freddie Four, no one became Patricia Arquette or Johnny no. Depp or no. even Heather Leggenkamp. Like this was no. a group of actors who, God bless them, I hope they're doing well on the Comic Con circuit, still cashing those checks. But no breakout career is coming out of this. No, I did just randomly see a picture of all of the girls in. The nightmare movies that included Tuesday night, uh-huh. but also 
Patricia, well, no, I don't think Patricia was in it, but all the other ones. And that was fun to see all these middle-aged ladies. They probably were at Comic-Con or something. Right. Oh, and they like pose together. Yeah. Oh, that's, it was that's cool cute. Picture. I I can dig that. It's tough for, yeah. Tuesday night had a tough, a uh, tough situation replacing yeah. Patricia Arquette. Yeah. It's a thankless task, but yeah. somebody had to do it, I guess. Yeah. Unless they yeah. wanted to wait another year. I really wonder, cause I feel like the, the dub, I guess, of people talking was just so weird in this movie um, that I just wonder how her voice actually sounded during yeah, filming. Yeah, the dub was some, very strange. Some of the lines movie. were delivered, and I mean, it could be her too, but it was just like, that is truly bad. Yes. Mm-hmm. The way yeah. you said that. Well, and there was a quite an interesting story um, that uh, Sheila... The, the director, when they were done filming, he pulls her aside and he says, hey, we're going to have to dub all of your lines because you don't sound black enough in this movie. Really? Oh, goodness. Yeah. And then she said, and, and the, the interviews are taking place like 20, 30 years later. Mm-hmm. So so she's talking about it now and she's like, and you know what? That, that kind of pissed me off. So I told him, I, I confronted him about it. And then I they went with how she had performed it. And then the movie came out, and uh, and in the thing, he goes, I don't re- really remember saying that. And she says, well, I would deny it, too, if I had said that. <laughs> and then after the movie came out, she was getting a lot of praise for her performance. And according to her, he went up to her, and he was like, hey, I'm sorry. Thanks for calling me out. You were right. Wow. Oh, that's nice. So, and, yeah. and he said that then, at least, or like right after the movie came out. So Yeah, he yeah. But then now, uh, in the in the interviews there, he was like he was like I don't remember saying that. That sounds like something Bob Shea would say. Right, right. Throwing <laughs> <laughs> Bob Shea under the bus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it is pretty funny seeing all these behind the scenes. And Robert Shea, I mean, he is he's built an empire, but mm-hmm. he does seem like a little little hard to work with. But also, he's a producer, so I right. think mm-hmm. you you do have to kind of lay down the law. But the directors are always like. Oh yeah, and I had to appease Bob Shea and add this scene to the movie mm. or do yeah. this dumb thing that he really wanted to do that usually turns out kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. Like he's kind of wrong. <laughs> Wes Craven only he directed the first one and then he only came back to direct the new nightmare, right? Cuz he did, yeah. he never directed any of the just random sequels afterwards. No. Yeah, from what I understand they would usually talk with him. But okay. Uh, it was always like, uh, we don't like your idea, Wes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't know. Don't I, all I hear are good things about New Nightmare, but please don't say anything. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. I'm very excited to watch that one. It's good. New Nightmare is pretty good. I definitely liked that as a kid. I've ever watched it as an adult, but I remember liking it. Yeah, I liked it as well. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. But uh, let's dive into this movie. Oh, let's do it. I, I mean, mean, we've yeah. already been diving, but let's continue to dive. Last time we went with an Edgar Allan Poe quote. This time we're leveling up and we're going Job 4, 13 to 14. That's <laughs> how this starts. And then we're seeing the kids doing all the chalk on the yeah. sidewalk. And uh, th- this is Kristen. Yeah. And she's in like a dreamscape. Yeah. Uh, a cool moment where she opens a door. And she and, tries to leave, and it's she's still in the house. Yeah, mm. I'm always a fan of that sort of nightmarey things where like the layouts are moving and changing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and basically, she's convinced that Freddie is 
around and she calls Kincaid and Joey and they go down to the boiler room and they're like, look, it's cold. Mm -hmm. Uh It's fine. All of this. And then the dog comes out and bites her because she brought the dog into the dream too. Right. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that was the big mistake. Yeah. Don't ever bring the dog in. I mean, the dog. That dog fucks up so bad. So yeah, it's it's true. He doesn't just dig him up. He pisses him back to life. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That is incredible. Yeah, and that dog's name is Jason. Yes. Yeah. What a what a what a perfect tease. They're like, Mm -hmm. ten years from now, now. this will pay off. Yeah, fifteen years from now. I know. God, they waited so long. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so i mean how old how old were you guys when this one came out i was born in 81 so okay. this movie came out what 88 so i mean i definitely didn't see the sequels as they were coming out like i saw right. the first one probably around this time i've never the only freddy krueger movie i've ever seen in the movie theater is the jackie earl haley remake I've actually never okay. seen any okay. of the Freddy movies um, in the theater when they came out. Because, like, the sequels, I wasn't going to see those as a little kid. Like, New Nightmare, the Wes Craven one, I probably could have... I definitely could have seen at the time. I just didn't. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I saw Freddy vs. Jason. So, yeah, all these sequels, I was, like, a kid who knew of Freddy, who had seen some Freddy movies, but I wasn't going to the theater. At seven. Like, yeah, me too. I was Brooklyn, seven. Right. Brooklyn's a, a crazy right. place, but they, they're not letting seven-year-olds go <laughs> yeah, see Freddy yeah. movies. Because I, yeah, I, I, I just can't kid. wrap my head around there being so much uh, excitement and hype to have this weird crossover movie when movies like that didn't really exist. Yeah. I guess at that time, it was an in-joke, but it, they definitely didn't think they were going to have Freddy and Jason hang out for a while. Well, no, I know at this time, but but I just yeah, mean yeah. I mean like in the future in the '90s, people mm-hmm. chomping at the bits for this thing to happen. It just it's so specific. Yeah, it's strange to me that that people kind of were like into that idea. I uh, think when they when they do that, you know, mm-hmm. in in the Jason's Dead movie or Jason Goes to Hell, when they do the shot of Freddy's glove pulling his mask in, I'm pretty sure they did that as like this is a joke. You know, and we got together yeah. to do that because and then the reaction to that was because I do remember when that happened, I did think, oh, they are going to do this as a movie. And I think all the producers were caught by surprise yeah. by that reaction where they were like, oh, here's like a fun gag to put at the end of this. They didn't yeah. realize that the audience like dreamscaped the idea of like, <laughs> you know, the cinematic universes. That movie was in development hell for so long. I mean, they did, like you said, Pat, as soon as they saw the reaction, they were like, oh, we could we could make this happen. And it took years and years. And there's a book uh, that's I think it's called like Clash of the Titans or something like that. That's all about all the different iterations of the Freddy versus Jason pitches that happened from the from, you know, Jason goes to hell to when it was finally made and it's fascinating it's also a super long book and i'm psychotic for having read it but it's (laughs) it's really interesting if you're interested in like how it came about and all the stops and starts 
and you have time to read a 500 page book. Uh, yeah. I mean, I read it on Kindle, so it didn't feel like 500 pages, but, but that, that it's interesting. It's, it's, it is definitely fascinating if you're interested in like movies that never got made and stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Might, I mean, we might, I might have to jump on that book right away so that we can, uh, reference it in that episode when we get there. <laughs> yeah. Start reading it now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, we were just talking about how the dog pees him back to life. Mm-hmm. But, so it's mm-hmm. in Kincaid's dream in the in the uh, the junkyard junkyard as we were talking about, and and the the grave like opens up after he pees, and then the bones suck together. Mm-hmm. So cool! I love this. And then they That's like a great re- scene. Yeah, yeah, reverse effect him, you know, melting so yeah. that he like reforms. Love that. It is one of my favorite parts. I think I love it. I mean, it's it's very silly that it's a dog peeing it to pee, life, I but mean, not just pee though, Micah. It's flames. It is flaming pee. Fire. It, it was funny hearing Robert England talk about it and kind of say, you know, this is, you know, if you think about it like mythologically, it's like this is a hellhound and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, mm. no, I, I mean, I, I think that he just dog peed piss. on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you are happy with that. Mr. Freddy, but you know, it's silly. You of all people should know that. <laughs> yeah, it it that's the moment when it has to become clear to everyone that like Freddy cannot be stopped because if if a dog peeing could bring him back, yeah, there is no there is nothing that will keep him away forever. Yeah. Because then it's like, okay, if a cat sneezes, that'll bring him back in the next one. <laughs> If like a bird shits from the air, that there's like nothing that will keep him down forever. The well, I wish that, uh, yeah, I wish bad. that would have became canon, where yeah. a it's dog peeing expert. is the way to bring him back. So everybody on Elm Street has to keep their dog from peeing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got the no sleeping and the no dog peeing. So it's all a it's a bunch of stuff that you have to yeah. st- not have them. Yeah, do. the home prices are going to really go down <laughs> there. <laughs> but then we're introduced to who I dubbed Carrie Girl until we got we got her name uh, Alice, and I actually remember her having like telekinetic powers. He really thought she was Carrie. Yeah, and I just remember it being like a total Carrie ripoff. It's it's not. It's just more mm-hmm. the look. And yeah. then mm-hmm. and then she does have like mental flashes, but it it's like daydreams. Yeah. You and, may uh, also yeah. be conflating that, even though you have not seen any other Friday the thirteenth movies other than Freddie Goes I mean, uh Jason Goes to Hell, there was a blonde girl who had telekinesis in one of the Friday the thirteenth movies. The really? new blood. Yes, she had actual Jeez. telekinesis powers. What, what? A weird how did how did that franchise be a franchise? I mean, they just had a guy with a with a, with a machete. They had to figure something out. <laughs> you know, like they had to add some sort of new wrinkles. He doesn't get the hockey mask until like the third one, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, the hockey I'd... mask comes comes way later than you it's, expect. It's so crazy. The Jason movies are. I don't know. I I I gotta give him another chance, but I, I never loved those movies. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. That'd be a tough one to cover on the podcast because there's too so many. many. 
Yeah. And and it's, there's so it, many nightmare movies, but there's so much fun stuff to talk about. It's not And bad. there's not as many as there should be, considering sure. how, like it is a little as as much as any franchise that has like eight or nine movies could feel short. It does feel like there should be like 14 to 20 Freddy movies mm-hmm. yeah. in the time that Freddy has been popular. Well, it's it's wild that the last movie was made in 2010. Yeah. Yeah. And they and they haven't made another one with all streaming shows and Shudder and and all this stuff. Uh, nobody has done it? Uh, I mean, I just I don't want to even though he is very sitcommy like Freddy's Oh, no, be I don't want guy. streaming. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please. I I don't want to profane Profane the BO yeah, voice, no, of course. No, no, you're, yeah, you're exactly. You're, you're. But uh, I'm just saying, it's wild to me that like yeah. some company didn't say, "Hey, we bought the rights to Friday yeah. the Thirteenth. We're we're putting all our money on, or I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. We're putting all our money on black, and we're making yeah. the the twelve part series <laughs> about yeah, yeah, yeah. why he. Uh. You're talking about the Ryan Murphy show. I think we talked about this earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan Murphy directed. It's about Freddy Krueger's trial when he was alive. It's about him murdering the kids. (laughs) It's about the technicality. And it's too long. It's a few episodes too long. It's so boring. Yeah. Yeah. But but we really like sympathize with them. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly about like Jessica uh, Jessica Lang yes. as the judge <laughs> yeah. in the case. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, all right. So Freddie's back. He's been peed on. Yeah, he's, he's ready he's, to go. He's back. And then and then we're introduced to Sheila, and then uh, bench press girl. Can't remember. I can't her remember name. her name, and I couldn't find her. That's a great. Um, Name for a character. She is bench press girl. She is bench press girl, and she gets hit on by someone. And but Sheila, she, she also the- is scared of bugs. Don't we gotta yes. remember that? There's a scene where she sees a bug, and she's like, "I don't like bugs." And we're like, "Huh? I wonder if that'll ever come back." <laughs> this movie seems interesting uh, with high school dynamics, where people are kind of making fun of other people, but everyone kind of gets along, mm-hmm. which yeah. just seems a little unusual for an eighties movie. Absolutely. Well, like Cause in, yeah, you had the jocks yeah. and you had the slobs and you had the nerds back then. You had the, mm-hmm. yeah, ben that Press was like, girl. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had the gearheads. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The guys you that are karate cars, guys, karate guys. <laughs> they all hung out together. They all hug out whatever Kincaid's into. You had yeah. the Rubik's Cubes people that, like, yeah, all they yeah, did yeah. was do their Rubik's Cubes. <laughs> I miss the wizard guy from the third one. I know, yeah. me too. I loved him. <laughs> he, was, he was so excited to be a wizard in his dream. Yeah. He yeah. was so psyched. That's what's great about the third one is they're so excited about their powers. Yeah. He does get the lamest death. He, he gets the, I feel like in every Nightmare movie, one person has to die with just getting stabbed in the abdomen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not some fun wizard way, just he got stabbed. Yeah. I know. He throws that big wheelchair at him, and then that's kind of that, and then he stabs him. Yep. But he got to be a wizard for a couple seconds. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, that's true. Um, But, I, you know, I do want to point out that Sheila uses one of my favorite insults you can you can yell at, a, at someone. Uh, she says she calls someone needle dick, mm. which is yeah. hilarious. <laughs> and that'll always get me to laugh. And then we start seeing that Alice has these like daydreaming visions and she yeah. has this alcoholic father who's like never around. Her mom died or something. So he's coping. Yeah. And, 
Yeah, he seems like a bad guy. It's c- continuing that trend in nightmare movies where all the parents are terrible, mm-hmm. and yeah. and even beyond them not sympathizing with them, they're also like just terrible, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And then finally, we get to one of the big deaths, our Joey boy, and he's once again fantasizing about a woman. This is such yeah. a great one. Yeah, that is this cool. is an awesome scene and an awesome yeah. death. And it's yeah. so 80s. It's so mm-hmm. great. to. I'm so glad that there is a waterbed scene in a Freddy <laughs> movie because it's, it just really spoke to the time. Yeah. And I love any time Freddy poses as a, as a hot woman to yeah. lure someone. Because yeah. so, there is always that amount of time where you're like, maybe it's not Freddy. Maybe yeah, yeah. It's, maybe she really is into me. And then it's like, oh, shit, it's Freddy. This is bad on two levels. Yeah. It's a very it, Bugs Bunny move by Freddy. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> wow, yeah. Well, I, it's also, it's just kind of funny. I felt like watching Dream Warriors and this movie. The movies to me are so fun that I kind of forget that there are. Mm-hmm. And then and then you see nudity and it's like, oh yeah, this is R. This is not like a kid. I, I mean, not that, not that you conflate these as kids movies by any stretch, but they seem like, fun pg-13 movies uh-huh. and then you're like yeah. oh oh yeah this these are our whoa oh yeah okay waterbed nudity never yeah. thought i'd see that yeah oh, a woman in in the waterbed who's actually freddy who's yep. yeah i mean it's it's a it is the type of thing that just is not going to be in horror movies anymore you know, yeah. you're not going to have just gratuitous nudity, which, <laughs> listen, I'm not saying you need to have it anymore. We've evolved or whatever. But it is very much like this is the type of scene that would have been in an 80s or 90s horror movie. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you're not you're not going to have, you know, uh, any of the modern villains posing as like bikini models anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. It's fine. We've evolved. But Freddy, you know, Freddy was of his time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and he, he's not the most politically correct. Can, no, I think no. we can just say that. Yeah, I mean, we can say that. The guy's yeah. been killing kids for a while. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't, if Freddy, I don't think. If Freddy ran for office now, there'd be a lot of stuff to dig up. Oh, there lot. would be a lot of stuff coming out. Yeah. Yeah. We've only scratched the surface with these, with these documented films, yeah. too. I'm yeah. sure there's yeah. plenty. Yeah, we yeah. haven't um, found his storyboards yet. We haven't. Oh, but once um, we find those. And it's prob- probably best if we don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, now, this is a cool death. I think I think he gets a fitting death. Like, again, I wish the kids from three had been in the movie longer, but yeah, he gets a very appropriate death. This dude had to die trying to get laid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was yeah. just his thing. Now, did you guys, did any of you know anybody who had a waterbed? I know you guys probably are too young. That might have not even been a thing for you. But I my cousin my had a waterbed. Had one. Your sister had one. Your sister had a waterbed? I think she did. Well, I mean, she's listening. So Rebecca, she let, let us know. know. Give me a text. I, don't know. I didn't know anyone with a waterbed. But your cousin had one? My cousin had a waterbed, and I was so excited. To, I would sometimes I would sleep over there. And he was, he was like the older cousin. He was the cousin that was like, uh, I think he was like 10 years older than me. So he'd be out or like, he'd be doing something. And I would, I would get to like sleep in his bed 
when he was like gone and it was a waterbed and I was like, oh, this is, this is awesome. And, and it's also the worst sleep of my yeah, entire life. Bath? It's not great. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it, I don't understand. I mean, it's such a cool novel novelty, but to sleep on it every night, it's just, you can't find like purchase. Yeah. You're yeah. on water. You, you, know? don't, you don't want to always be moving while you sleep. <laughs> no, no, no. I like to be able to be like stationary at some point. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's such a good idea though, you know? Yeah, Wasn't I mean, it it's an idea. It, was, it, it could be good for your back or it was. Well, I don't know. I uh, But I just think it'd be a good idea to open a store in LA and and give water beds to people like, say, I don't know, Barbara Streisand. Streisand. And like maybe it'd be a great huh. way to maybe meet someone, fall in love, kind of kind of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. that I sounds like very it. romantic. Yeah. Well, you know so what I they don't have an, enough of is places for people to play pinball. We should <laughs> open a could, pinball arcade. Wait a yeah. second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're cooking with gas. These are good ideas for Freddie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Freddie invades Paul Thomas Anderson's nightmare. <laughs> um. So then there's this very strange conversation that doesn't, it just doesn't really make any sense to me where Alice is talking to Kristen, who's worried about going to sleep. And she goes, haven't you ever heard that old rhyme about the dream master? And she's like the dream master. And she goes, yeah, if you just say I'm the dream master or something like that, you're the master of your dreams. Get it? That old (laughs) rhyme. What the heck? (laughs) Okay. So there's uh, that, that's, We'll chalk that up to writer's strike. That was sure. a that, that, seemed, yeah, really that never like got that. rewritten. And then I wrote Nurse Freddie, but that's way later. Well, so well, okay, so I, I want to say one thing about that scene with her and Alice too. Yeah, there yeah. are like some lines that Kristen has that just don't feel they don't feel right. I think in that scene she says to Alice, We're sharing the same luggage. The bags under our eyes. Yeah. And it's, strange and i can't remember what it is but there's one later with her mom when she's like yelling at her and it's like i just don't think like a 17 or 16 year old saying that yeah well she said thanks mom you killed me because she She put the she put the sleeping pill she gave her sleeping pills without her knowledge that's right right that was cool that's a crazy move by a mom yeah (laughs) yeah yeah well, and she's so terrible in the third movie as well. And I, and I, it's nice that they were able to get the same actor. And, and I, I, I kind of like the idea that she didn't... She, she just thought her daughter just had a crazy stint and never believed I, any of it. I think mm-hmm. I like, yeah, with having this character in this movie again is so I thought it was great. Like she's still a terrible person, but it's almost like she thinks she's doing the best thing for her daughter. She's like, Mm. I'm just trying to be a mom. I'm just going to drug you because you need sleep. Yeah. We already went through therapy. We're fixed. So just get to sleep. Yeah. But her, but she's trying her friends died. I mean, she says in that scene, two of my friends died and the mom goes, Oh, well you're just tired. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. But but it's Not a great. fact. I mean, it's a fact that they're dead. Yeah, you know. And I, it might be in that same scene where her mom says, "Like we already covered all of this in therapy. Yes, we yeah, yeah. Made so much oh. progress." And she says, "You killed me." Uh, talk about that in therapy. Yeah. Which yeah. I mean, as far as one-liners go, that's a great zinger yeah. for your parents. But it's a great as mic far drop. as natural dialogue. Yes, but uh, but yeah, so, so she, she falls asleep. 
she goes to class and bumps her head on the wall. Mm-hmm. And that's how she ends up in the nurse's office. Oh. And that's why Nurse Freddie is there, because she's still asleep. Okay, that's what happens. Yeah. And and I don't remember. I am, like, forgetting the Nurse Freddie scene. I mean, he he's... he's wanna, oh, yeah, wanna draw, let's, tie, let's draw some blood. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then she wakes up. Yeah. And then she gets drugged by her mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she has the Freddy Jaws nightmare scene, which is just hilarious. The and that's Freddy- where she oh. dies, right? She's she's on the beach. I believe Freddy so. Jaws. Not oh, that, that yet, is a cool though. One. She doesn't she die does, on the beach. Yeah. She gets she falls through this. He gets he sucks her through the sand. Yes. She falls into right. the house and then right. she gets thrown into the furnace. That's when yes. she throws the magic power to the, the, <laughs> yeah. to the new Alice. girl. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. The The sand sequence is awesome. The, uh-huh. the Freddy Claus as just. <laughs> yeah, so I guess Freddy does a movie parody. That was, <laughs> yeah, I guess so, yeah. That was, I know it's a shark. Sharks are a, a real thing. But, like, that's a Jaws yeah. yeah, he's doing. He's seen Jaws at that point. It, it was such a big movie. I mean, that's to show you. I mean, we're the B.O. boys. What a huge turning point in blockbuster Jaws was that a uh, a child killing janitor took time out of his murder spree to go right. see a film. I mean, he went to see Jaws yeah. maybe twice. He might have seen it more yeah. than once. Oh, oh I think right. so. Yeah, Freddy, Freddy Krueger saw it in the theater alive. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> you never or know he's... who you're going to sit next to. <laughs> <laughs> but but he, or or people are dream having nightmares about the movie Jaws they just saw. Oh, so that's what he's like. He's witnessing yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. So he's like me in Citizen Kane. He's only ever seen like interpretations of it <laughs> through like Simpsons episodes and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. The Simpsons osmosis is that would be an interesting thing for someone to study someday. Um, mm-hmm. Knowing but, things well before they're mm-hmm. you see them. That the the pulling her through the sand into the into the the house into the boiler room that's so cool. I mean, mm-hmm. it really is. Like that's the thing with these movies is yeah. you never are going to get sequences like this in you know other slasher movies. No, Mm-mm. well, because they they. I mean, the genius is you are in imagination. So the only limits you have are the creators of the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas Michael Myers, even though he is invincible and a like a ghost or a you know force or whatever, right. Everyone else is, has to be in our world, our reality. Right. Right. Yes. And so yeah, you can just always do cool stuff, which is why it is weird that there aren't fourteen of these movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's strange. I guess there is something. To, I mean, these are all pretty low budget, but they've got to, they're just got to be harder to make than a, than a Jason movie. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. Well, cause Jason has been played by several people and I know there's hardcore gore hounds and horror heads right. who have their specific, this is the Jason and the fact that he isn't Jason anymore makes me angry or whatever. Right, but Robert but England is Freddie. And yeah, that's, that's a, a huge stumbling truck because yeah. as much as we like Jackie Earl Haley and me and Pat are big Jackie Earl Haley fans. Yeah, but, he's great. I don't know if he ha- ha- would have had it in him to do, you know, seven films like this. Like, 
I, that's the thing is like Freddie is so defined by the person who plays him. Right. And I don't think yeah. Mike, Michael Myers isn't like that. Jason isn't right. like that. Maybe Chucky, but that's a voice. So he could just do that until his death. He could be in, in, on his deathbed doing a Chucky voice, right? So right, like right. maybe that. But I think that's the big stumbling block. That's true. Is is it is the, he's the one horror villain. I mean, that's what you're seeing with the Saw movies is they just have a hard time redoing those because the actor is like 80 and died in the second one. And <laughs> it's been hard to make those sequels. But uh, maybe animation is the way to go. I don't know. But there's, there's got to be someone out there who's who could become the new Freddy. Right. You're talking like straight animation, right? You're not talking CGI. No, no, no. It's got to be yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Um, they should so, do a yeah. reality. I know we don't we're, we don't want to talk too much about TV, but like what they really should do is they should do a reality show that's uh, America's Next Top Freddy mm. and have okay. tryouts for Freddy and but try it's to cast be no the new actors, Freddy. Just all janitors. Mm, all janitors. Yeah, yeah. No, you can't have you can't have one IMDb credit. Yeah, you can only have toilet credits. Yeah, that that would act okay. I know we're kidding here, but that is a great idea because then you generate some buzz, and then by the time America has voted on this Freddy, they they they're into this Freddy. Yeah, yes. Then you don't have him. You don't have that uphill battle of like when the trailer drops and everyone being like, "Oh my gosh, he didn't really do a voice for Mario or something like that." Right, right. You know, you'll have people who are like. I voted for that Freddy, so I want to see him excel. And there's people who yeah. didn't vote for that Freddy and will be like, I want to see if he fails. And so they'll all go mm-hmm. see the movie yeah. because they're all invested in some way. Because if you make it a sport, then people yeah. will be invested in it. Yeah. And you know who's the who's the judge of it, the whole thing? It's Robert England. Robert England. God, yeah. he's still alive. That's right. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Actually, I, I, I wasn't sure. Or he's actually, dead. He was but... in Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, he was in Stranger yeah, Things. He's yeah, he's alive. So I didn't know he was alive. Good yeah. for him. Um, so now Alice has got the power. <laughs> she has the power. She people. Has, whether so she, wants she has it or the not. power to pull people into dreams, right? Is that now the power she has? Yes. Okay. But did, did Joey shoot? No, I don't think he shot a power. And I don't think Kincaid did either. Or did they shoot them too? No, but that's what I'm confused about. So, okay, so I know in the (laughs) last movie too, Krista not only was able to pull people into dreams, she was like doing acrobatic stuff. Yeah. (laughs) That was not used very much in the movie. Yeah. So in this movie, she gets her powers and it feels like she channels her brother's powers somehow by the end of this movie. Yeah. When he dies, she gets his nunchuck powers. Mm -hmm. I guess. Uh, well, she gets every. Okay. I think because she's the dream master, her next level is she sucks up all the powers of the friends who died. Right? Yeah. That's, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. Which okay, I think that's the big problem with this movie, to me, or at least her as a hero, is she keeps accidentally bringing her friends into dreams, and then they get <laughs> killed. So uh-huh. it's like. Coming up soon is 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 the nerdy friend, right? She yeah, right. brings her into a daydream. Freddie kills her in the class. So she gets like she keeps getting her friends killed and then taking their powers. And that's like such a non-heroic move to just keep accidentally fucking your friends over and then <laughs> stealing from their corpse. 
I guess because well, there's that the scene when Freddie pulls her in in the movie theater, and then we mm. have the fun pizza. But doesn't oh, he? God, that and then it opens in on the awesome. the bench press girl, and he says something like, "Okay, your shift's over," or something like that, because she she did what he wanted her to do, which was like give him the next victim. Mm-hmm. Yes, she oh, yeah. was using her powers yep. to find the other kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, to get soul food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is a great pun. Yeah. How has there but, not been a Bubba Gump shrimp esque Freddy's soul food restaurant? <laughs> I don't I mean, see how, how that's not possible. How are there? How are there? Uh, there, there just aren't a lot of movie themed restaurants that are specific movies, as far as I can understand. It. Well, Freddy, Freddy was one of the partners in Planet Hollywood. I think he was. Yeah. Yeah. It was Schwarzenegger, <laughs> Stallone, um, uh, Bruce. Freddie and Chucky. And Freddie and Chucky, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, where, where are we at well, on, these, on these kills? Well, uh, just what you're saying, that one of the issues, her bringing them in. What's also strange to me is, like, the, the climax of this movie where she kills Freddie requires none of the powers that she has acquired none. or... Or no use of anything, really. She mm-hmm. uses karate, and Freddy's like, like, shrugs it off. Like, she, yeah. she beats the shit out of him for like eight mm-hmm. minutes straight. But he's Freddy; you can't kick him to death. Yeah, yeah. And and there's no, there's no like, oh, I found the power that was hidden within me the whole right. time, and I should have been using that. She just like check out this mirror. Yeah, she just is like, <laughs> I remember the rest of that riddle now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I mean, it's the the idea, and I'm probably reading too much into it. But like, look look in on yourself and see the evil that you are. Yeah, look in this mirror. Well, and and the idea, according to the producers, is when she looks up at that choir, it is as uh, God is like endowing her with the power to let oh. let Freddie oh. see his evil. Oh wow! <laughs> so this okay. is a world where God exists. And yeah. mm-hmm. also, Freddy exists. Yeah. So yeah. that's like terrifying. You know, think about like a <laughs> god that would allow Freddy. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the idea is just like he can't keep track of everything. That's true, right? Yeah. The dream so, world. That's that's too much. That's yeah. a Morpheus problem. Yeah, Morpheus yeah, yeah. Him, yeah, yeah. Like Morpheus was shirking on his duties. Yeah. Yeah, God um, points to a sign that says, that sounds like a Morpheus problem to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On his desk. His domain. Yeah. Um, I mean, could we just jump into the, the, the movie theater sequence? Yeah. Well, I, I just don't want to skip over Sheila's death because that's okay, my yeah, favorite Okay, yeah, Sheila's one. death is good. He Go says, want to suck face. Yeah, well, and, and it's, it's pre- precursed by... Uh, her dreaming and and he writes learning is fun with Freddie. Oh yeah. Mm. And then once once he starts attacking her, you said learning is fun with Freddie. Indeed. And then he says wanna suck face, and she has her that's her first kiss with with Robert England, the actress. The actress. Yeah. Is is Freddy Krueger is her first yeah. kiss. Hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he sucks the life out of her and she like a balloon mm-hmm. like it's insane it's such a wonderful effect it looks amazing yeah the, the eyes suck, sinking yeah. back it's gross yes. i love it 
And that's pra- that's all it, I need to say. I just love it. No, it's great. And the practical effects, I mean, I love all the practical effects in, in this yeah. film. And her death especially, like, she's such a rootable character because you do... I don't know. There's something about her. You want to be protective of her because she's like smaller than everybody else. She's got glasses, you know, mm-hmm. and and then to have that happen to her is just like it's heartbreaking. And like I did find myself not connecting to these these characters as much as I did to the last cast of characters from the third movie. I think yeah. she was yeah. the only one that I kind of was like latched on to and too, I think. Fe- yeah. felt bad when she died. And also this was like a terrifying uh, thing, especially like back in the day, like school was supposed to be a place you were safe. Now, obviously I don't want to get into stuff, but like, you know, that now is no longer the case. People don't feel that way. But I know when I was younger, it didn't feel like school was a place where bad things like that could happen. So to have this happen in a, in a schoolroom with all these students around and a teacher there that I think had a real impact on me as a young like person watching this movie through my fingers. Yeah. Especially in a movie like this where like kids are just dropping like flies and school, the school is not doing anything about it. Yep. Yep. And I I, I know a lot of that's just writing stuff, but like people's friends are dying and they're still just going to school the next day. Like it's like life goes on. You just got to keep, keep showing up. Now we can get to, what you were saying, Pat. The movie theater. The what movie a cool theater. sequence. This, yeah. I mean, this really just uh, get back to what Freddie really is, which is a great filmmaker. Yeah. Um, so she, <laughs> I, I love in this scene, uh, the popcorn and the soda being sucked out so of a cup. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. It looks great. It makes you like, uh, the soda looks good. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't drink soda anymore. But when I see in this Freddie movie, I kind of want to, get a nice big cup of soda yeah and uh then i love the shot of she gets sucked into the movie theater into the screen and then she looks out and she could see herself watching it in the auditorium and the rest of the people watching it it. it's so cool and the rest of the people watching it at that point are all the people who have died yeah right oh it's so so good yeah it's yeah it's uh, yeah, it's it's just awesome. And then the, them basically like building, the, or I th- I think they like rotated the set, and and I I get oh, okay. I mean those actors must be strapped in because they're not moving at all, and mm-hmm. she's just hanging there, yep. and it's such a weird perspective. And and I I wow. love in these movies because they are all practical that. I find myself like, well, how did they do that? And I'm like sitting there like, is this a fan situation? Is this yeah. a? But those people mm-hmm. are still strapped in and. Like oftentimes, there's at least one set piece that I, I I'm like I don't know how in the world they pulled that off, but mm-hmm. it's so cool. The answer in these is usually they just had a teenage actor be hung upside down. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right, right. Like that. That when, when you really can't figure out how they did it, it's just like <laughs> this person really wanted that gig, and they're like, "Yep, I yep. guess tie me by my feet to the ceiling." Yeah, yeah, think about the act. most irresponsible and dangerous way you could do that, and that's right. probably how they did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then this is this, this. So now this leads into the pizza scene, right? The because pizza. she yeah. goes from the movie theater, then they're in the Crave Inn, 
They're in yep. the diner. Her. Oh, it's, I didn't even catch that. It's her self. Um, old. Old. Herself waitress. old. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, Freddie shows up with the with the pizza, soul food, and and I gotta say, the pizza looks good. It looks mm-hmm. tasty. Yeah. But what's nuts? And, I, and again, I didn't even think about this. I was just like, oh, I don't know how they did that. That's crazy. But they built like a huge pizza and put the actors' faces, like the yeah. actors are in the faces and they're filming them. That's I mean, nuts. <laughs> that's so much for like three shots to but build a giant so pizza. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And and when he eats the the meatball, oh, it looks so <laughs> gross. I don't know. It looks a little big. But like a juice comes out of it that doesn't look normal. I don't know, man. That pizza. I'm ready for that pizza. (laughs) Ready Um, for some soul food. Do we think that's how Freddy eats his pizzas? He's like, he doesn't eat the slices. He just picks the toppings off. Well, with him being such a creative person, it's probably different. He probably doesn't have a single thing (laughs) twice in one week. Yeah, It's always different. He eats his pizza from the middle somehow. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, this diner serving pizza? <laughs> it's a nightmare. Yeah, that is funny. It is a nightmare, yeah, because <laughs> diners have everything on the on the uh, menu except for pizza, usually. Uh-huh. Right, yeah, right. It, you'd think it'd be like a soul hamburger or chicken tenders or something like that, but... Yeah. Or like a pancake. It's everybody's face all flattened. But I can't argue with the pizza. I love no, it. Yeah. It looks great. Freddie's um, just like, this is what I wanted. I wanted yeah. pizza. Yeah, that's what he gets. So. But I also do think in the 80s, uh, there were two things that were huge, pizza and Freddy. I mean, I mm-hmm. think pizza, I mean, pizza's always been huge, but 80s, I mean, you think of Ninja Turtles, you think pizza mm-hmm. was... Domino's comes to prominence. Yeah. yeah, the Noid, which we all were taught right. to avoid. The Noid, yeah. Yeah, um, I think that's, I mean, pizza was at its all-time high in the 80s. So you had to have yeah. pizza. Pizza was having the best week ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. So what's the what's the next big set? Because no one dies in this set piece, right? This no. is no fucking with her so, some more. Oh, well, this is when it opens in on the bench press girl. Oh, and he yeah. goes in there. This is and, the best. This is the best kill. Uh, uh, one gnarly. of the best kills of the whole series. This is so awesome. See, this is so great. Then uh, this is what I love about the series because it's like that's not my favorite kill, but but I think we've all said different favorite p- kills for this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's great. This that's what one, you need. okay. So bench press girls sequence is so awesome because yeah. he fucks her up in two <laughs> different ways. Like the yeah. fr- so she's bench pressing. And then he bends it so that he breaks her arms like forward. So like her yeah. arms yeah. is broke. So he just gives her like this nightmare. What's interesting about this is this is like a nightmare thing that could happen in some way if you you know if you're engaging in sports. Like you could break your arm. Obviously mm-hmm. he breaks both of them completely. You know, um, and then also the sequence is intercut with the time loop which is yeah. so cool yeah. so that's yeah. th- that's uh what's her what's her name again alice alice, alice. And, i think it's dan alice and dan yeah alice they and keep dan. having being in this time loop where like we've got to go to the diner there she is and, and just like over and over again just finding themselves in the same spot not realizing it and then 
Freddy turns <laughs> bench press girl into a cockroach <laughs> because she's she hates bugs and is scared of them. And instead of Freddy turning himself into a bug, he turns her into a bug. Yeah. And she dies because her just <laughs> bug skin peels off. Oh, when her face slides off. Oh, my oh, God. Man. It's so brutal. It's so brutal. <laughs> yeah. Like, and just then... kill her with her own arms when her arms break. I know. It's like, he, he's like, I know you have two things about you. You like bench pressing and you hate bugs. <laughs> And then he, and then when he squishes the the cockroach motel, and all the juice just flies oh. out of it. Oh. Yeah, that's <laughs> so a lot great. of goo in a in a roach motel for a roach motel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, crazy. That's and, I think that's the best kill because it is just it's so long, and having the time loop thing intercut with it is just so fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and when they finally get out of the time loop, mm. uh. The the crash they have is insane. Yes. It looks so good because they crash into Freddy in the middle of the road, but the camera cuts to straight on seeing the crash, and there's nothing there. Did mm. you see when you were looking up stuff, like how they did it? No, and I forgot okay. to specifically look that up until this moment. They but just put a teenager there and killed him. <laughs> just some teenage actor. They're like, run him over. <laughs> Yeah. He wants the part, run him over. If he lives, he could be in the same. Paint him out. Yeah. It but it's truly I don't know. That kind of blew me away. Like I, I couldn't I can't imagine them being able to pull that off in nineteen eighty eight. Yeah. I mean, this movie is, if anything, a great demo reel for Rennie Harlan. Like when yeah. you look at it, you can see where people would want to hire him to do yeah films because of just his the inventiveness and obviously there's you know it takes a village as we know mm -hmm. but he was the head of the snake and this is a really there's some really cool action he set pieces some cool grotesque body morphing and you know I, I just think it's a great show showcase for him yeah it's it's no wonder that he's able to just have a illustrious career after this we're getting close here. Alice gears up finally. Don wakes up in surgery and says, Kruger. Damn. And Kruger says, well, it ain't Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the best line. I love it. <laughs> and then um, they land in the church. Well, she saves him. She, com she comes yes. in through, the, through her window in her bedroom and comes into the operating room. Yeah. Saves him. And they, yeah, then they go to the church and then he starts fading. Well, I think he was actually hurt, but he starts fading and I, and he wakes up in the operating room. Yes. And he, they saved his life and he wants to be put back under. Yeah. And I like that. I like that detail where, yeah. where he's, you, you're like, you know, they need to not put him under and then now they need to and stuff. Although there's not really any payoff to that, but you know, whatever, writer mm. strike. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And then they have this big showdown, and it ends with this mirror thing, as we discussed. And and this is what blew my mind watching the behind the scenes. This is your scenes. favorite kill. Well, uh, yeah, I <laughs> guess if if we're considering Freddy as a kill, then mm -hmm. yeah, this is. But he, the man doesn't die. Um, but they built like a huge Freddy. 
They did. And and those people uh, are yeah. people inside. Yeah. I mean, there's there's all all sorts of different cuts, but the yeah. ones that are moving that have like full body, like the naked woman, which is is such a. I mean, talk about an '80s thing. <laughs> that that is so strange. And hearing hearing the person over the speaker behind the scenes be like. Press your chest against the thing. <laughs> like press your. Ch- it's like this is wild. We I don't know that this would cut it. Boobs inside <laughs> of Freddie's mutilated stomach. Oh. Yeah, and it was a little uncomfortable hearing the director discuss shooting that scene. I would say, uh, but anyway, that it's just like a big giant like fifteen foot Freddy chest thing, and they're and they're filming it, and then. But at one point, it fell over, you know, reckless abandon. And, yeah. like, the the person who was on the top, like, almost got hurt. And all <gasps> these people are, like, inside it and stuff. Crazy. The Probably the grossest one of that part is when it comes out of his head. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's so gross. It's kind of, it's hard to look at. But it's just so cool because. It's, so it's cool. great. And the director was pointing this out, too. It's like, when you watch these movies, it's always, like, an outside force attacking them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Blowing them up or whatever. And, and he was like, what if, what if. It was coming out of him and yeah. like breaking out. It's a great touch. It's great. I think I think this is a really cool idea mm-hmm. that it would have been nice if in some way the movie was building towards this being like a f- thing about Freddy where maybe he doesn't yes. want to talk about his past or, you know, wh- whatever yeah. it is. Like to just give some hint that Freddy doesn't want to reckon with what he's done. And then this is how he gets killed. But yeah, right, I mean, strike, you know, I think yeah. if, if they would have had one more crack at this, this could have won an Oscar because it would have been. Uh, it's a, it is, it's a great idea that is obviously come up with after they've already filmed so much of the rest of the movie. Right, right, totally. But it, I don't know. It looks the great. Movie, it looks the awesome. movie's awesome great. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it is unexpected. That like they rip his his like head in half. Yeah, for all the souls to to float into the air, and they're all like, "Oh, thank you." Yeah, yeah. they go thank you at the end. I like that. They're very polite. <laughs> they were. In, I like, can't imagine. <laughs> do we think those escape souls are gonna be okay from this point, or I think they're they're gonna have a fucked up existence once they get to heaven or whatever the afterlife is. Like they're gonna be like. They're going to start having nightmares about having lived in Freddy's belly for all this time. Hopefully there's some good therapy wherever yeah. they're going. I think they're good, though, because, like the producer said, God is rescuing them, uh, okay. basically. So yeah. I, I don't think his, he's rescuing to condemn. It's his problem now. He's going to have to yeah. listen to all this. Yeah. He's out of Morpheus's Realm. domain. Yeah. 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 I think we did it. Did we oh, do it? We did it. We did it. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I know we went pretty late. Thank you for staying up with us. I mean, in in New York, it is one twenty five a.m. So me, oh, me and yikes. Clayton are due to due to hang out with Freddie soon. Soon as this yeah. is over, it's Freddie time for us. Well, I've been pe- so I've been uh, I've been popping greenies so that I don't fall asleep after this conversation because now I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I I must say before you guys plug personal recommendation, you gotta listen to the Bo Boys. It's twice a week now. You mm-hmm. get the breakdown on Monday, then you got the Thursday or Friday preview. It's a lot of fun. Nice short ups. They've mm-hmm. they've talked to the director of Barbarian. Yeah, crazy. They yeah. they talked to box office analysts. It's 
It's pretty wild. I mean, we've had Scott Mendelson, the legendary box office analyst at Forbes. Yeah. We've had Jeff Bach, Exhibitor Relations Co. Brandon Gray, the founder of the original Box Office Mojo and Box Office Revival. We, you know, all the big stars. Matt Bellany, host stars. of The Town, the Ringers The Town podcast was yep, on. Yeah, must listen. So that it's is great that stuff. is the place to go for you want to hear about not just what's going to happen at the box office, but why would just happen happened. You know, mm-hmm. that yeah. we we break it down, the psychology of the audiences why this thing bombed, why this thing did great, who the movie stars are, you know, everything you need to know. If the if the B.O. boys were around in the 80s, we would have done episodes about how Freddy Krueger is one of America's biggest movie stars. Mm-hmm. Naturally. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I gotta I gotta say, I mean, I it's it's a it's a bump podcast for me now where oftentimes when it shows up, I'm listening to something else and I go, I got to go to the B.O. boys. Wow. And I, I'll bump it. Sorry, nice. Mark Marin. Episode <laughs> over for you. Yeah, I got to go and, the then, and then return. The Scott Mendelson on. Because I got to know what happened and why, you know? Yeah. So. Yep. It's yeah. both Did you have anything else evergreen. to plug, though? That's that's pretty much it. It's the B.O. Cool. Boys is, is, is where everyone should head. And yeah. I think it's important, like you said, it, it, you need to bump those other podcasts because... I mean, the Bo Boys. It's it's a historical uh, documentation yeah. <laughs> of you know it, you've gotta know your history to learn from your history, and yep. so we talk about that. We talk about the future, and I do think it's it's of the moment. You know, you can it's put a few moment. of those. Mm-hmm. You could put a few of those uh, celebrity interview shows on the back burner. I mean, really, it's like what what is Jason Bateman gonna say that he hasn't already said like a thousand times, right? <laughs> We're yeah. of yes. the moment. We are happening yes. now. So we are yeah. must listens. Absolutely. Yeah. So we yeah, appreciate absolutely. it. You're going to say, why did Lyle the crocodile not work out that weekend? You know, I mean, he's, he was rejected by America. He's not a movie star. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think this is the last we're ever going to see of this Lyle character. Yeah. Yeah. He's done. Sometimes why, America why did... just looks at someone and says, not for me. And that's what happened with Lyle the crocodile. Yeah. Yeah. Why did I'm assuming Black Adam open kind of low? Well, Black Adam hasn't opened yet. No, but but this episode will be out by then. Oh, I'm I'm calling right. the shot. I sent you wow. an email. Yes, <laughs> very, I sent yeah. an email with a with a very detailed prediction for that movie. I did some research, oh. and I, I'm. Well, I'm we've going low get to on that. This. Oh, yeah. that's that's interesting. And Look I saw that. that, and that it was a great email. And I we were going to talk about it when when that movie comes out. And I'm I you yeah. know I'm uh, I'm I'm on uh, I'm on board with you on that one. Yeah, I think we'll see. We'll see. But anyway, thank you for being on the yeah, podcast. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having us, guys. This is so a much lot fun. Of fun. Thank you for and an excuse to to watch the the uh, bench press girl get. <laughs> <laughs> yes well and and listeners have a sweet dream sweet or sweet dreams that's the expression good night. have a sweet one good night good night one two spooky podcast for you three four lots of blood and gore five six freddy's goofy tricks Seven, eight, another deadly thing. Nine, ten, never podcast again.